When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com. Time to find you a few winners. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals and the Mighty Ultima Hotel. Gareth Hall with you on this Tuesday morning. Let's have a look at uh, Terang first of all in Country Victoria, the Bet365 Terang Racing Club. And this race meeting's been heard a little bit with some scratchings. Um, yes, Shane Bennett just texting through. It is an early start today with um, Bag of Tips. Just going through <laughs> our best bets today. Honour the Hero, race six, number one, looks tough to beat. Um, race six, number one. And we'll also play in the second race. There's a horse that we don't mind down towards the bottom of the weights and at each way price. Now, it'll be second up. Clark claims one and a half. Albanian star. So there are our plays today. Race two, number 11. And race six, number one. So race two, number 11. And race six, number one there at Terang. Both at an each way price. Darren Carroll, our harness racing guru, joins us now to go through his best in the trots. G'day, Daz. Morning, Gareth. Haven't talked to you since the Inter-Dominion. So what about that performance there by Leap to Fame, first of all? Um, he won it at the start. Cameron Hart just got into an awkward spot, didn't he? He found himself on the fence in the first 200 metres, and from there he was dictated to in a way. Yeah, none of us thought he'd be three-fence, Gareth. Um, yeah, the race... Changed dramatically in the first 200, and as we suggested, whatever led, we thought had the massive advantage. And in play, um, Leap to Fame was a dollar 22 after 400 metres. So that just goes to show what a significant advantage the lead had. And um, yeah, he was amazing. The winner, Swayze, was just uh, out of this world, really in defeat considering the times they went. And you know, Greg Sugar's drive on Better Eclipse was just as good. So. Um, great race, great atmosphere. Um, the crowd really got behind the local champ, and uh, it was one of those moments that you remember purely because it, it um, you know, made the crowd feel really good. And he probably deserved it, didn't he, Gareth? It was the race he deserved. Yeah, he did because he's seen been so brave throughout his well this season anyway. He's been like he, he's running the blacks of fake was so mighty, and then to yeah. finish second behind Swayze. And I guess at that stage, he probably underestimated Swayze in a way on that on that night there, Grant Dixon, the way that he yep. drove that horse. And then yep. it, they don't go much bigger than what he did there in the Eureka and also the Victoria Cup when he did all of the work and was just beaten in the shadows of the post. So 
he deserved to to get to the front and uh, he proved once he, he found the fence how dominant he, he he was and it just proves I think that in harness racing it's nearly impossible these days to win these big races from the breeze especially when there's so much depth yeah um, Gareth um, you know uh, you can't afford to give the others the advantage and um, yeah like he's an extraordinary horse leap to fame but it just goes to show you can't just sit parked and win it's not that easy so no um, the trotter was amazing. Uh, he's just, uh, he's got an aura of invincibility about him at the moment, Gareth. And when that happens, um, they can just win from anywhere and they probably get easier runs than, because uh, no one made a move and he's just um, unbeatable at the present stage. Well, good on John Justice for holding the front, but um, he was never going to be better than Just Believe, who, as, as Jess Tubbs said this morning when we had a chat to her, he's just gone to a different level since coming back from Europe and, his ego is out of control. He's got his chest pumped out. Um, pumped out. He's like a Conor McGregor, basically, of the harness yeah. racing world. He knows he's great. He knows he's yeah. the best. And confidence yeah, is an amazing well. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think you can't underestimate the fact that when that occurs, it also means the opposition don't think they can beat him. And that's what's happening at the moment. So... Um, yeah, he's just got it over over them all at the moment. But I think the difference between him and Leap to Fame is that you can back him confidently to win from the breeze. Where Leap to Fame, in the big races, I think it's there's a bit more depth to the pacing ranks, but it's a lot harder for him to to do that. Like you could, for instance, that just believe before that Barry draw, you thought, well, it doesn't really matter where he draws; he's just unbeatable. Where on the yep. other side of the, the coin, you, you're willing to take on Leap to Fame a little bit if Swayze was drawn to lead, but um, we all thought he was drawn to lead, but I was amazed how quickly that race changed and how quickly the complexion of that race changed. And there were a lot of people that were right about that um, because he was heavily supported in the lead up to the, to the final. Yeah, the market certainly uh, drift, uh, changed significantly on the day. Uh, as soon as the barrage all come out, all the money was for Swayze, but, uh, has got closer to race time. I think um, most people must have thought that Leap to Fame was going to find the front. So, mm. so I'm I, I'm trying to work out. I'm just watching that replay then. So Cameron Hart's trying to hold out the four horse. Um, what could he have done differently? Did he? he how could, he should have stayed off the fence, shouldn't he? Yeah, he was. It all happened so quick, Gareth, and yeah, he you may, could probably he, say. He rarely makes yeah, a mistake, but job. watching it again, he, he's made a massive mistake, hasn't he? I mean, Cam Hart, he should never have job, let that happen. Yeah, the only job he had was to keep Leap to Fame um, outside him, and he probably got ganged up a little bit the way I I, I watch it, but he, he, he then got sucked into trying to kick up underneath him and didn't have the speed to do so, and, and that's uh, what uh, caught him off guard, I think. I think he thought... Hey, I can still kick through and lead here. And um, he had his toes in there, but just couldn't get through. So, And that's when it all changed. And then Sugars was just so quick onto it. He just thought, well, I'll go around now um, and then let him off. Because it meant the only way the better equips could win is that Swayze put the pressure on, which, you know, they went fast quarters. And it certainly gave better equips his chance. And it was a mighty drive to run second. That's why he ran second. You could have... You could have told me that was going to happen 120,000 times, and I thought that would never actually happen. That, that, no, that, yeah, I, I didn't have that map at no. all. Um, um, I was tipping Swayze because I thought he'd find the front, and um, you know, I wasn't tipping with any confidence. So 
we all said all through the, probably the last month, whatever led would win out of the two. Um, would have been interesting if Swayze had led the other. It would have been a very, very good contest. Um, the way the other one yeah. went, leap to fame, he, uh, he might just sit outside me and beat him anyhow. But um, uh, full credit to Jason Grimson and Swayze. I, I think he sort of made the series because without him, we probably would have had two $1.20 chances going around the final. And all through the Pacers series, we kept thinking what's going to happen in the final. So yeah. um, he could have easily stayed home after gut-wrenching gut uh, New Zealand Cups. Uh, I think it sort of made the whole series that he went. Well, I think Racing Queensland should have paid him an appearance fee in a way, Swayze, because if he didn't turn up, it would have been a boring series in a way. And yep. um, and he sacrificed some big money races because he's going straight to the paddock now. So he'll be yep. in the, what, he's missing the Hunter Cup and the Miracle Mile. Um, yep. so he sacrificed those races for our great race, the Inter-Dominion. So he, as you said, um, hats off to Jason Grimson. Um, 11 minutes yep. past nine. We need a few winners today, mate. What can we do? And it's long tonight. Uh, two winners, race one, number 10, the sports star. I tipped this last time, Gareth, and there's nothing wrong with the run. It just, um, they just went a little bit too slow up front and the sectionals late were really good. He just couldn't peg back the leader. So. I'm um, hoping for a little bit more speed on tonight at Geelong. Uh, if there's only an ounce of speed early, um, I think it'll be too good late. So race one, number 10, the sports star with Karen Manning to drive. And the other one I like is race three, number three, Tiamo. Probably should have won both starts this time in. Uh, first up, had no luck at all at stall. Uh, then made amends last time and a really easy winner. He won't be leading, but he'll be on the speed somewhere. And I think he's found another winnable race. So there's the two, race one, number 10, into race three, number three at Geelong tonight. Beautiful, mate. What have we got to look forward to this week in the trots? Because we've got the we head to Victoria now for all of our country cups. I think the next big race will be we well, got Shepherd and Ballarat Bendigo around that early time of the year. And then we got oh, like January is a busy country cup month, and then we get to the Hunter Cup at the end of the month or well, the yeah, first no, week of the, Feb. Yeah, I think um, Bendigo Cup might be the, the next bigger race that we've got. So reasonably quite weak considering what we've had this week. Um, New Year's Eve at Melton, they're trying something different. They've got the young guns uh, driving um, in all races. So that's an exciting concept because they always get a big crowd there. So they're trying something new, which is uh, a credit to the industry for, for having a go and showcasing the young talent of the sport. Yeah, well done. Looking forward to that. So the old-timers get yeah. the, the night off, do they? Yes, that sounds like it. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully they're not complaining so they can have the night off. and um, They'll probably be in bed anyway by 10 o'clock. Um, so the youngsters can go out and have a bit of fun. So just yeah, they'll just they'll just be looking to get out by the time the last race is yeah. on. Those young guys yeah. straight to the local nightclub there at Melton. Um, yeah, <laughs> so Victoria takes centre stage. So it'll be a Cooter V leap to fame probably. Yes. Yep. 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 That will... um, and you know, some locals might pop up. Uh, I'm not sure where, where Rock and Roll Do will be. Um, obviously, Catch a Wave. Um, so you know, it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be looking forward to. The Victoria Carnival coming up in the early part of next year, mate. Well done, Daz. Thanks for that. Thanks, Gareth. See ya. Always great to catch up with Darren Carroll. Luke Openessian joins us. We've got a couple of meetings in New South Wales to pick from. G'day, Luke. How's things, mate? Morning, Gareth. How are you going? I am very well. We're at Scone today, in fact, on a Tuesday afternoon. The rail's true. We're on a good four. Seven races to choose a winner, mate. Where do we start? Well, we'll start nice and early. We've got a race to number six, Star Venture. Um, it was quite a, an eye-catching trial from this two-year-old Chris Lee's filly. She sat wide and rearward in her only public hit out um, at the track before cruising to the line under no riding. 
She looks to have plenty left in the locker and she'll be ready to explode here first up over the 900-metre sprint. Dylan Gibbons takes the reins and that's always a great push of confidence when he teams up with the Chris Lee stable. And with the scratchings, she only jumps from barrier five. So she should sit off just off the pace and come off a world times run. The long scoring straight will be in her favour and she should be in the finish. So at the current price, I'm happy to play. Beautiful. So just that's race two, number six. Is that right? That's correct. Star Be- Venture. Beautiful for Chrissy Lees and Dylan Gibbons. What else have you got? Then we'll go to race five, number three, Talons. Um, it was a complete forgive run first up um, for this gelding at Rose Hill. He was caught at the rear of the field on the day. It was really hard to make ground. And then throw on top, he got caught in a traffic jam. They gave him little to no chance of winning. He did only finish four lengths off first, and he will strip fitter for that effort here. He gets Aaron Bullock in the saddle, and most importantly, he draws well from a low barrier. He should just land behind midfield with cover. He loves racing at Scone. The distance is of no concern, and he gets a good track, which is really important as well. So he looks over the odds around the $6 mark at the moment, so I'll have a little something on him each way. Beautiful, mate. Um, so race two, number six, race five, number three. Anything else, or they'll do us? They'll do us, just the two plays. Beautiful. Good luck, mate. Jeez. There's Luke Ovanessi in there. Um, it's 9.16. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll come back and continue on Bag of Tips. Welcome back to Getty Up. Uh, 21 minutes past nine this Tuesday morning. Dee Motling, we decided to get him off the bench here for a Tuesday regarding Bag of Tips. He's just been for a swim. He's had his... Um, He's smoothie, um, he's bowl, whatever that, whatever he calls it, and he's ready to go. G'day, Dino. Morning, Gareth. A say bowl is what you're referring to. Yeah, say I bowl. Found out, I found out on the weekend that they're full of sugar, so I'm actually basil them now. I thought they were nice and healthy, but apparently not. Are they? Well, you just, what is healthy for us these days? A little bit of sugar's not too bad, is it? Yeah, I think um, natural sugar, maybe that refined sugar. I don't okay. know. I'm just going to stick to water now. Apparently, that's the only thing that's not bad for us. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm bucket. I've had two cappuccinos. I've got my big Powerade bottle here today. Um, <laughs> so I'm ready to go. What about um, some winners at Scone? Yeah, it's a good little meeting there today. Oh, you really enjoy doing the form. It's a very fair track, big, open, spacious setup there. There's a really, really impressive maiden. Race four is as hot as you'll see a country maiden play. It's over 1,100 metres. And I think the favourite's way too short here, Believe It's had plenty of chances now. Um, I think it's gone around sort of short odds in all eight starts and it's yet to win. So Peter and Paul Snowden team up with Jet Stanley. I think that's the only thing anchoring it in the market. So I'm keen to be against Believe and I'm keen to back the 14 Zippo idea. It comes out of a really impressive debut effort at Musselbrook. That race rated really well. Sent for a spell, brought back with one. Really impressive trial. Um, up to 1,100 metres on day, uh, first up here suits well. And this is um, her home track. So gate 10 comes into um, gate number six and should just camp off this speed and explode late. So good support this morning. And my best there is race four, number 14, Zippo idea. And what else have you got for us? Yeah, the following race looks to go back-to-back. Race five, number two, King Rupert. Another really good race, respecting the eight and the five. But I think King Rupert's got the race fitness edge, can offset the wide gate with a two-kilo claim. Comes out of a strong highway last start behind Wilbury and Gallant Star. Prior to that, it won by two lengths, two starts back at Scone. So likes the track, likes his setup. Um, I think the race fitness edge will come to the fore. So we round out the Scone meeting with race five, number two, King Rupert. All right, then. So you, 
yeah, you've got respect for a few other runners who set to Luke Hovenessian's tip and tell on, so I love it. Well, what is Lukey tipping up? He's tipping um, race five, number three, Talons each way. And race two, number six, a horse on debut in Star Venture, 650 into 440. Yeah, okay. Lukey goes good, so I respect his opinion, but hopefully we can get the chocolates against him in race five. And some sad news coming out of Newcastle today. Little Alan um, Gologly passed away. Um, they call him Jock. I think he was he was the the clocker, wasn't he? There at Newcastle, very good judge, one of the great characters of um, New South Wales racing. Um, Lucas Miller just tweeting out that um, Jock passed away in the last twenty four hours after a lengthy battle with illness. So our thoughts with everybody involved there at Newcastle and the racing family and Jock's family as well, Dino. Yeah, that's uh, extremely sad news. Um, I was quite. Good mates with Jock. He's um, a, a definitely one of a kind character in the racing game. Gave us a lot of information about the Chris Lee stable. He used to yeah. send me a lot of messages about uh, that sort of stable, and he's going to be sorely missed up there in Newcastle and across the, the racing fraternity. So, uh, my thoughts go out to his family and everyone up there. I know Chris was obviously really close, and he's been battling with cancer over the last couple of months. So, I sort of spoke to him on the phone. Only last week, so very sad news, Gareth. So Jock was so he was he was a larger than life type of character around that Newcastle region, was he there, Dino? He was. He, he loved a little bit of banner. He used to yeah. jump on um, Sky with um, Dave Stanley and do his little segment on a Thursday. He used to clock all the horses for yeah. for Chris Lee's in the morning and sort of give that little insight. I'm not sure Chris liked it, but he used to give a <laughs> little insight into who was travelling well and who wasn't. So no, nah, he he was a good character. Um, and he used to love sticking up for the jockeys. He's obviously an ex-jockey, and he used to love sticking up for the jockeys on Twitter. He used to love it. Anyone gets stuck into him, he'd be the first one to reply on Twitter and get stuck back into him. So yeah. I'm sure there's other people out there with plenty of nice stories for Jock. Um, but, yeah, the short time I sort of knew him, um, he was an absolute legend. So he used to help you with your trials, I guess, at Newcastle from time to time. He did. He used to send me a couple of messages, and I'd say, Jock, is this one any good? What are you hiding? The best one was probably Rustic's. Deal, yeah. uh, potentially, or oh, I'm trying to think of the, the other name of the, the one that he did. And um, it was on debut sevens, sevens into twos and got the chocolate, one of the best punches um, Jock's pulled off. So, um, yeah, he's a yeah, great You can just imagine Chris and the Australian Bloodstock team, Jock giving away all of their, their hidden secrets there after these horses have been working the house down. So <laughs> don't say this one on radio, Jock. Uh, Dino, good on you, mate. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Gareth. Next Cheers, week, mate. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. There's Dean Watling then.